You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. One, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five. I'm not just counting. No, I'm, I'm actually doing a mic check. That's, uh, that's where you speak into the microphone in order to check that the level is being recorded correctly. And I think that the level is being recorded correctly, so I'm going to continue. I'm quite happy with that. I don't know why, when we check the level of a microphone, why we count. One, 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 two, one, two. Why do, why do we count in order to check a microphone level? I suppose it's because when, we, when we're checking a microphone, we just, you know, we don't have to use our imagination, do we? Why, do, why should we sort of say anything more meaningful than just one, two? Um, you hear it at music concerts, you know, when the, 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 the sound is being checked. There's always someone standing at the microphone going, one, one, two, one, two, one, 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 two, two, two. They never manage to get to three. They just stay on one and two. One, one, two, 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 one, two, one, two, checking, testing, testing, one, two, one, two. They never get to three. Um, I think that they should do that. I think they should just keep counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. You're probably thinking, Luke, what are you talking about? You're insane. Um, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. You have lost your mind. Well, no, I haven't. I haven't. It's just because, you know, when you're recording a podcast, you have to keep talking. And sometimes... You know, you, you start talking about something and you have to just keep going because you can't stop because it's a podcast. Right, now, let's get down to business. In this episode, I'm going to teach you some really useful things, in fact. It's been a while since I taught you things or focused on language in particular. Uh, recent episodes have been interviews, which are really useful because you can listen to authentic English as it really is spoken. But I also think it's important for us to look closely at some features of language too, either vocabulary, pronunciation or grammar. Even though grammar is usually pretty boring, unless you're some kind of grammar-obsessed geek or nerd or something. Um, so in this episode, we're going to focus on a few things, a few bits of language. Uh, first, we're going to look at the pronunciation of ED endings. That's often a tricky area for many people around the world. Uh, we're going to practice that a bit. So that's ED endings, the endings of regular verbs or the endings of adjectives that have ED at the end. Um, as I said, that's often a tricky area, particularly for speakers of uh, Portuguese or Spanish and also other languages. Um, it seems that uh, uh, like Brazilians, Spanish people often will pronounce ed verbs with the kind of id sound or ed sound. So, um, whereas I would say stopped, you might find um, like a Brazilian or a Spanish person saying stopped. Um, I would say, um, for example, asked, asked, and uh, um, you might say asked, for example. It's probably just because... Um, when you read the word asked, it looks like asked, um, but it's not pronounced asked, even though the spelling suggests that it is. It's actually pronounced asked. Um, but you might not know that unless you've you know, spent time with native English speakers or you've been listening to English as it really is spoken. Uh, or maybe your teachers at school taught you something wrong. Um, anyway... It's often a problem. So that, that's one of the things that we're going to do in this episode. There will also be some vocabulary, um, some regular verbs that you might find useful, but also some ED adjectives. Now, if this sounds a little bit basic, then don't worry, because I'm also going to throw in some idiomatic language as we continue. And anyway, this is Luke's English Podcast. It's always really fun and useful, isn't it? I mean... You know, hopefully I'll be able to make the episode entertaining as well as informative. That's my plan. That's my challenge. Um, so listen on and you'll find this episode to be extremely useful.
So you will find some language notes related to, to this episode on either teacherloop.podomatic.com or teacherloop.wordpress.com. So let's get started. First, let's look at ED endings. So as I said, they're tricky for many people, but they're very, very common. So you really should be able to pronounce words that end with ED correctly by now. There are three ways to pronounce words that end in ED. You can end it with a t sound, that's t, or with a d sound, or with an id sound. So for example, you've got asked, so that ends with a t sound. By the way, while, while you're listening to this episode, it might be good for you to repeat some of the stuff that I'm saying. And in fact, I'll give you some opportunities to repeat some things while we are going through this. I think you should repeat sometimes. You should repeat after me because it's good for your pronunciation. Um, so first one is t, for example, asked. Next one is d, for example, agreed. And uh, then you've got id, which would be, for example, wanted. Okay, so how do you know the correct how do you know the correct pronunciation? If you look at a regular verb, ed ending, how do you know whether it should be pronounced t, d, or id? Well, it depends on the sound at the end of the verb, you see? So, for example, ask ends in a k sound, and k is an unvoiced consonant sound. Unvoiced, because you don't use your voice, that's uh, you don't use your voice, uh, like that, as your voice, you don't use that when you make the sound. So t doesn't use your voice. But then, um, so if it's an unvoiced sound at the end of the verb, for example, k at the end of ask, then you add an unvoiced consonant, which is t at the end. So you get asked. All right. Now, if it's a voiced sound at the end of the verb, for example, agree, so there you can hear the E sound. That's a voiced sound because you use your voice when you make the sound. E. Um, then you add um, D. Now, D is also a voiced sound. So it's easier to connect a voiced sound to another voiced sound. Um, so, ask, uh, so agree, you would say agreed. Clearly, right? And uh, then finally, you've got id. And that is added when the verb ends in a t or uh, or d sound okay so want ends in a t sound so you'd say wanted right that's it that's the basics that's the science of it it's kind of hard to remember and process those rules during fluent speech isn't it though so i mean it's it's all good kind of knowing the rules but it's very difficult to actually apply them when you're speaking the language so you can't sort of say uh, okay so today i ask uh, ask okay that's a that's an unvoiced syllable, so it's going to be k with a t. That's a t sound. So I asked, I asked uh, my teacher a question, and you know you can't really do that. It's ridiculous. So what you should do really is practice repeating the words in sentences with the correct pronunciation. So so you just get used to saying them correctly. Also, it might be good practice for you to just sort of try and make the sounds because it's like going to the gymnasium but in your mouth and you kind of practice using the muscles in your mouth to pronounce the sounds correctly. Um, for many of you listening to this, um, getting this right will involve unlearning many, many years of speaking in your native language or many years of just saying these English words wrong because, you know, naturally you read the words from a page um, when you learnt the language or because no one told you the correct way of pronouncing them when you were, you, when you were young. Um, so if you're older, it's harder to get this right because the errors are fossilised. But if you're young, then congratulations. Not just for being young. I mean, you don't get a medal or anything for being young. Um, but, you know, congratulations anyway because you stand a better chance of fixing this potentially fossilised error. So if you're young, you should practice. The younger you are, the more pronunciation practice you should do because it will pay off later on. When you're older, um, you know, there's, there's not that much you can do. Um, or, in fact, it's a lot harder when you're older because you've got to work harder on your pronunciation because your muscles are so used to saying words in certain ways. So, I guess, right, 
everyone should practice a lot, but if you're young, well done, it's going to be easier. But if you're older, you know, sorry, it's going to be a little bit harder to unlearn a lot of the things you've, you've got wrong already. Yeah. Anyway, next, let me go through some, some verbs with you. I'm going to say the verb without the ed ending and just try and predict how to, how to say it. Is it t, d or id? Okay, here's the first one. Agree. Well, agree. Well, it's d, isn't it? Agreed. Ask. Well, it's t, so asked. Arrive. Well, it's going to be d, so arrived. Beg. That's begged. You might be thinking, wait a minute, what does beg mean? Beg. Well, it's when you say, please, please, please. For example, it's when you say please very strongly. Let's say um, you don't have any food and you're really hungry. You might beg someone for food. If you're a beggar, for example, if you're homeless or you don't have any money, uh, you need to beg for food. Excuse me, mate, can you give me 20p? Um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, begging. Right. So, uh, agreed, asked, arrived, begged, blush. Blush is another verb. Blush means to, um, if you get embarrassed and your face goes red, that's to blush. Okay, so I blushed. That means my face went red because I was embarrassed. Right, that happens to me quite a lot. I mean, not just because I get embarrassed a lot. I mean, I do get embarrassed quite a lot because, I don't know, I'm easy to embarrass. I'm a bit sensitive, you see. I'm a sensitive soul. I'm easily embarrassed. Also, maybe because I'm English and just generally English people are a bit awkward. But also because often I just say things. I, I try to be funny and I say things that then people don't find funny and then I, I get embarrassed. I don't know, it's like some sort of humorous disease of some kind. Anyway, to blush means uh, when your face goes red when you're embarrassed. Blush, well it ends in a sh sound. So of course the pronunciation of the ed ending of that word is t. So blushed. Next word is chat, uh, which would be chatted, decide, that's decided, drop, that's dropped, um, enjoy, that's enjoyed, enjoyed, explain, explained, gaze, that's gazed. What does gaze mean, Luke? Well, gaze is when you look, uh, it's, a, it's a way of looking. So you might, for example, gaze out of the window if you're sort of, um, let's say you're in an English class and the teacher is explaining something about passive verb forms in the, in the present perfect continuous tense and it's like really boring. And so you, you look out the window and there you can see like a beautiful girl walking down the street and you just gaze out of the window because um, she's got beautiful hair or something. So to gaze is to kind of look in a kind of, um, I don't know, uh, look with a sort of long expression on your face. Um, gaze out of the window. You might gaze at um, um, a beautiful view. Um, it's not stare, because if you stare at something, that's kind of rude, isn't it? It's considered to be rude if you stare. You might stare if you're angry. But you gaze if you're kind of um, filled with wonder or amazement um, at something beautiful or, or fascinating. You gaze at it. So um, gazing out of the window. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you see an amazing looking bird in the sky, you might gaze out of the window and look at it. Yeah, okay. Um, gaze. Um, right. It doesn't, it, it, it sounds like another word, doesn't it? Gaze. Uh, it does sound like another word, but uh, no, gaze. That was, that, that's a little bit embarrassing. I'm blushing, yes. Grab is the next word, grab. So that's when you take something quickly with your hand. You grab it. So grabbed is the past form, grabbed. So it's a d sound. Jump, well, jumped, okay, jumped. Knock, for example, knock on the door, um, knocked. Right? T sound. Look. That's looked. Okay? Miss. Missed. Um, open. Opened. 
phone phoned by the way these aren't just random verbs okay there is a logic to this there's method in my madness okay trust me i'm an english teacher i'm not just like saying random verbs to you um, these verbs will all actually come together in a kind of story which i've written okay so just you know bear with me just listen to the pronunciation of the ed endings then you will find that all of these verbs will be used in a story which i'm going to read to you okay so just hold on bear with me right um pick pick uh, picked uh, recommend would be recommended reply replied seem seemed um, scream um, screamed shock shocked show showed skip skipped um, skip how did I use the word skip in the story? Okay, um, the expression is, if your heart skips a beat. My heart skipped a beat. So normally your heart goes, do do, do do, do do, do do, do do, like that, okay? But if your heart skips a beat, it means that when you're like very surprised or um, very touched emotionally by something, your heart skips a beat. For example, if... Um, you know, uh, a girl that you're in love with um, tells you that she loves you. <gasps> oh, my heart skipped a beat. It sounds kind of, sounds a bit pathetic. Obviously, if you're a real macho man, then your heart doesn't skip a beat. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a real man. My heart didn't skip a beat. Um, but uh, if you're a sensitive, romantic person and um, someone tells you that they love you, then, yeah, oh, wow, my heart skipped a beat. Yeah, okay. It's going to be a slightly romantic, if a little bit ridiculous, this story, which I'm going to tell you. Um, we're, we're, we're going to get there in a moment. Okay, here we go. Smile. That's another one. Smiled. Squeeze. Squeezed. Right? Squeeze is like, um, okay, if you're holding someone's hand in the movie theatre, in the cinema, and you squeeze someone's hand, let's say, okay, this is kind of romantic podcast all right let's say you're in the, the cinema with your girlfriend and something happens in the movie which is let's say okay it's a very romantic moment in the movie you might squeeze your girlfriend's hand it's like you hold your, her hand more tightly okay or if it's a horror film and let's say someone's just had their head chopped off then you might squeeze your girlfriend's hand as well or she would probably squeeze your hand as if to say oh my god that's horrible i'm scared um so that's not so romantic is it but anyway what, do you, what, would you, what would you prefer? Like romance or horror? Uh, or both, maybe. Maybe you could have like a romantic horror film. That might be a good idea. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Squeeze. Well, you know the expression freshly squeezed orange juice? Well, there you go. You take the orange, you squeeze it in a machine, and then all the juice comes out. Squeezed orange juice. Right. Next verb is start, um, which would be pronounced started, of course. Touch. Uh, touched, stop, uh, stopped, stroll, strolled. Wait a minute, Luke, what does stroll mean? Stroll, it means to walk in a relaxed way. So let's go for a stroll in the park, shall we, darling? Um, meaning let's go and have a nice relaxing walk in the park. Um, we strolled through the park, holding each other's hands. Um, yeah, this is the most sort of... Um, sickly sweet romantic story we strolled through the park holding each other's hands and then she chopped my head off and blood went everywhere see bit of horror bit of romance everyone's happy well everyone's happy and probably some people are disgusted yes but this is luke's english podcast what did you expect for god's sake um next word is suggest um which obviously ends in a t sound so yes of course the ed ending will be pronounced id so suggested um two more verbs left okay next one is walk uh, which would be walked and then want which is wanted okay that's the end of the the verbs what i'm now going to do is um kind of read you a short and ridiculous story um which um it's not that ridiculous it's not like the pink gorilla can't speak my own language today it's been a long day um right so 
it's not that ridiculous, this story. It's not as ridiculous as the pink gorilla story, because that was utterly ridiculous. But anyway, the, I wrote this story as a way of presenting some ED v- uh, verbs, basically. So listen to the story, and uh, just what you can do is try and pay attention to the way I pronounce some of the ED words. Listen to them in uh, fluent sentences. Okay, see if you can do that. Um, all right, so just listen to the story, and then when we've finished, I'm going to read the sentences more slowly, and you can uh, repeat them after me. Okay? So here we go. Here's the story. Um, the story is called The New Girl in the Office. The New Girl in the Office. And here it is. I was sitting alone in my office when someone knocked on the door, and I stopped working. The door opened, and a pretty woman walked in. When she looked at me, my heart jumped. She was very beautiful. I gazed back at her for a moment. My, my heart started beating faster. I couldn't help noticing that she seemed nervous too. She blushed slightly when I looked at her. Are you Mr. Thompson? she asked me. Yes, I am, I replied. How can I help you? Sorry to bother you, she said. She smiled sweetly. I'm, I'm the new girl in the office. I just arrived yesterday. Yes, that's right, I missed you yesterday. I was out of the office, I explained. Oh, it's no problem. I phoned you, but you weren't in. I just wanted to say that I'm really glad to be working with you. I've heard a lot about you. I blushed. She was being so nice. I decided to stop working so I could show her around the office. We strolled through the building and I showed her around. As we chatted, we connected on a deep and meaningful level. She asked me if I knew any nice restaurants in the area. I recommended a really good English one near the station. She said she wanted a coffee, so I used the new machine to make her one. When I gave it to her, our hands touched briefly and my heart skipped a beat. After a moment, I suggested that we go to the English restaurant together for a romantic meal of fish and chips. She agreed, and inside I was delighted. Later that evening, I picked her up on my scooter. As we rode through the bumpy streets, she squeezed my waist to hold on. When I sped up to 32 miles per hour, she screamed with excitement. We enjoyed a wonderful evening together. She was amazing. When I dropped her off at her house, I made a quick decision. Will you marry me? I asked. Get married? She said, shocked. The thing is, I can't, she said. Why not? I begged. I love you. Please marry me. She grabbed my arm and said, I love you too, but I can't marry you because... That's actually the end of the story. It's a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is one that has a kind of dramatic ending where, you know, you have to wait and see what happens next. Um, in fact, what I want you to do is send me your suggestions for how the story ends. So why can't she marry me? Why not? Um, what, what's, what's the reason? Why can't she marry me? Well, only you can decide, ladies and gentlemen, and I'd like you to write your comments um, on this podcast. Give me your reasons. Why can't she marry me? What do you think? Well, it's up to you. Now, let's go back through the story. And um, um, what I'm going to do is read through the sentences again and give you a chance to repeat them after me. So I'll read them like once really, really naturally at natural speed, then once kind of more slowly so you can hear the individual words, and then once again at natural speed and then you can repeat it. Okay? So here it is. I was sitting alone in my office when someone knocked on the door and I stopped working. So I was sitting alone in my office when someone knocked on the door and I stopped working. I was sitting alone in my office when someone knocked on the door and I stopped working. Number two, 
The door opened and a pretty woman walked in. Okay? The door opened and a pretty woman walked in. Was it Julia Roberts? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Julia Roberts. Um, the door opened and a pretty woman walked in. Okay? Number three. When she looked at me, my heart jumped. She was very beautiful. I gazed back at her for a moment. Okay? When she looked at me, my heart jumped. She was very beautiful. I gazed back at her for a moment. When she looked at me, my heart jumped. She was very beautiful. I gazed back at her for a moment. Number four. My heart started beating faster. I couldn't help noticing that she seemed nervous too. She blushed slightly when I looked at her. My heart started beating faster. I couldn't help noticing that she seemed nervous too. She blushed slightly when I looked at her. My heart started beating faster. I couldn't help noticing that she seemed nervous too. She blushed slightly when I looked at her. By the way, I hope you don't think it's strange that I'm humming like that. That humming is a kind of guide for you and also just a, a way for me to measure the time that it might take for you to repeat it. That's why I'm humming, okay? All right, fine. So, number five. Are you Mr. Thompson? She asked me. Are you Mr. Thompson? She asked me. Are you Mr. Thompson? She asked me. Not in that voice. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she's kind of a cockney. Are you Mr. Thompson? I don't know what her voice was. Are you Mr. Thompson? She asked me. I, I don't think she would have had a voice like that. Are you, excuse me, are you Mr. Thompson? No, I don't think so. Wouldn't have been very romantic if she had a voice like that. I don't know, what kind of voice should she have? Maybe maybe she was from Newcastle. Are you Mr. Thompson? Um, or she could have been from um, Belfast. Are you Mr. Thompson? Or maybe she's got more romantic sounding voice. I'm not very good at doing like a very romantic, sexy woman's voice. Maybe she was American. Are you, are you Mr. Thompson? She asked me. Yes, I am. This is number six. Yes, I am, I replied. How can I help you? Yes, I am, I replied. How can I help you? Yes, I am, I replied. How can I help you? Number seven. Um, Sorry to bother you, she said. She smiled sweetly. I'm the new girl in the office. I just arrived yesterday. Sorry to bother you, she said. She smiled sweetly. I'm the new girl in the office. I just arrived yesterday. Sorry to bother you, she said. She smiled sweetly. I'm the new girl in the office. I just arrived yesterday. Right, this is ridiculous, isn't it? They, this must be ridiculous. If you're listening to this and I'm doing, I'm going like this. You must think that I've lost my mind. But, you know, I'm just trying to save the world. I'm just trying to help you to learn English so that you can make the world a better place. You know, don't judge me. Don't judge me too harshly, world. I'm just, tr I'm just doing my best. Okay? Right, if it seems strange, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be strange. I'm just trying to help. Okay? Right, good. Now, let's get back to the English learning, shall we? Yes, let's do that. Okay, let's, when should we do it? Um, now? Yeah, all right, good idea. Let's do it now. So, uh, sorry to bother you, she said, etc. Right. Eight. Yes, I missed you yesterday. I was out of the office, I explained. Yes, I missed you yesterday. I was out of the office, I explained. Yes, I missed you yesterday. I was out of the office, I explained. <laughs> right. 
So number nine. Oh, it's no problem. I phoned you, but you weren't in. I just wanted to say that I'm really glad to be working with you. I've heard a lot about you. Oh, it's no problem. I phoned you, but you weren't in. I just wanted to say that I'm really glad to be working with you. I've heard a lot about you. Okay. Oh, it's no problem. I phoned you, but you weren't in. I just wanted to say that I'm really glad to be working with you. I've heard a lot about you. I've heard a lot about you. Yeah, you I'm sure you have heard a lot about me because I'm Luke from Luke's English podcast. You've heard what I wonder what you've heard about me. Well, actually, Luke, I've heard that you like to spend a lot of time sitting in an empty room going like this into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. In fact, um, the reason I've come here is, is because we're going to take you away, Luke. Yeah. We're going to take you away. We're going to take you to a hospital. Um, we've got some drugs for you. Everything's going to be okay. Okay. So just come with us for three months. And when after three months... We'll, you'll be released back into society and everything will be all right. Okay, thanks. That's not part of the story. I just made that up now. Right, let's move on. We are on to number 10. Okay, I blushed. She was being so nice. I decided to stop working so I could show her around the office. I blushed. She was being so nice. I decided to stop working so I could show her around the office. Okay. I blushed. She was being so nice. I decided to stop working so I could show her around the office. Number 11. We strolled through the building and I showed her around. As we chatted, we connected on a deep, meaningful level. We strolled through the building and I showed her around. As we chatted, we connected on a deep, meaningful level. We strolled through the building and I showed her around. As we chatted, we connected on a deep, meaningful level. romantic isn't it this story very romantic there hasn't been much horror yet maybe i don't know maybe i'll throw in a, a decapitation or something in a minute uh anyway number 12 she asked me if i knew any nice restaurants in the area i recommended a really good english one near the station hmm, a really good english restaurant oh it's hilarious isn't it she asked me if i knew any nice restaurants in the area i recommended a really good english one near the station she asked me if I knew any nice restaurants in the area. I recommended a really good English one near the station. She asked me if I knew any nice restaurants in the area. I recommended a really good English one near the station. Then I chopped her head off. No, not really. Number 13. She said she wanted a coffee, so I used the new machine to make her one. When I gave it to her, our hands touched briefly and my heart skipped a beat. Ooh, it's romantic. Um, right. She said she wanted a coffee, so I used the new machine to make her one. When I gave it to her, our hands touched briefly and my heart skipped a beat she said she wanted a coffee so i used the new machine to make her one when i gave it to her our hun our hands touched briefly and my heart skipped a beat number 14 no no hold on 
blah, blah, blah. Right, just skip to 14. All right, you're probably not repeating it anyway, are you? Come on. Okay, hands up. Who's repeating the sentences? No one? Okay, great. Well done. Brilliant. Why did I bother? Hey? Why did I bother? I'm not really, I'm not really pissed off. I'm just pretending. Um, but I expect that most of you aren't repeating these sentences. You should. You know that. You should repeat them because it's better for your English. If you don't repeat them, your English won't be as good. Okay? Just remember that. So you should repeat these in private, you know. You know, it, it might people might think you're strange if you're on the bus repeating these. And then you might be taken away to a clinic for, for three months. But, you know, you just blame it on me. It was Luke's fault. He made me do it. Anyway, sentence 14. After a moment, I suggested that we go to the English restaurant together for a romantic meal of fish and chips. After a moment, I suggested that we go to the English restaurant together for a romantic meal of fish and chips. Mm, the, ro the most romantic food in the world. After a moment, I suggested that we go to the English restaurant together for a romantic meal of fish and chips. That's me humming in a romantic manner. <laughs> I don't know if that's romantic. I'm English. I don't know. I don't know how to be romantic, really. You know. I don't know what romance is. You know, what is romance? It's a it's a swimming technique, isn't it? Oh yeah, I see you're you're using the romance technique there for for swimming. It's the fastest technique, but also the most difficult. Anyway, number fifteen. Um, let's get through this. We've got four more. We've got uh, five more sentences. Four, five, four, five. Okay, I can't count. It's been a long day, ladies and gentlemen. Make a donation to Luke's English podcast, um, and then I'll be able to, I don't know, just get more rest somehow. Right, number 15. She agreed, and inside, I was delighted. Later that evening, I picked her up on my scooter. As we rode through the bumpy streets, she squeezed my waist to hold on. When I sped up to 32 miles per hour, she screamed with excitement. Wow, what a romantic story. It's just, it's just scintillating, isn't it? So, she agreed, and inside, I was delighted. Later that evening, I picked her up on my scooter. As we rode through the bumpy streets, she squeezed my waist to hold on. When I sped up to 32 miles per hour, she screamed with excitement. She agreed, and inside I was delighted. Later that evening, I picked her up on my scooter. As we rode through the bumpy streets, she squeezed my waist to hold on. When I sped up to 32 miles per hour, she screamed with excitement. God. Ladies, can you imagine? I mean, I... It sounds like the perfect date, doesn't it? Being picked up by a guy on a scooter to go and have a romantic meal of fish and chips in a, in a, in a brightly lit English restaurant. It's just the perfect date. Number 16. We enjoyed a wonderful evening together. She was amazing. When I dropped her off at her house, I made a quick decision. Will you marry me? I asked. We enjoyed a wonderful evening together. She was amazing. When I dropped her off at her house, I made a quick decision. Will you marry me? I asked. We enjoyed a wonderful evening together. She was amazing. When I dropped her off at her house, I made a quick decision. Will you marry me? I asked. <laughs> Number 17. Get married, she said, shocked. The thing is, I can't. Get married, she said, shocked. The thing is, I can't. Get married, she said, shocked. The thing is, 
I can't. Number 18. No, 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 that, that again. Get married, she said, shocked. The thing is, I can't. Number 18. Why not, I begged. I love you. Please, please marry me. Why not, I begged. I love you. Please marry me. Why not, I begged. I love you. Please marry me. Why not? Yeah, why not, I begged. <laughs> Getting a bit emotional, isn't it, this story? I'm starting to well up over here. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to have to have a cup of tea in a minute just to get over this. Oh, God. <sighs> okay, come on. Pull yourself together, Luke. Get a grip. Okay, number 19. She grabbed my arm and she, and she said, I love you too, but I can't marry you because she grabbed my arm and said, I love you too, but I can't marry you because she grabbed my arm and said, I love you too, but I can't marry you because now it's up to you to decide the reason why she can't marry me. Maybe you can think of some kind of stupid reason. If you can think of a reason, feel free to uh, add it uh, as a comment onto this episode of the podcast. Now, we're at about 42 minutes, but we haven't finished because um, I'm now going to move on to just look at some really useful adjectives that have ED endings as well. So we've got adjectives like confused, disappointed, terrified, embarrassed, delighted, interested, excited, exhausted, fascinated, shocked, and surprised. Okay, now you probably know these adjectives already. Confused. Oh my God. Oh, what's going on? I'm really confused. There you go. There's an, there's my explanation of what confused means. Oh dear. What time is it? Oh, what year is it? Who's the president? What's going on? I'm so confused right now. Okay. Yeah. Next. Uh, disappointed. Oh God. Oh, what? A, oh, and I, you know. Oh dear. I'm so disappointed. I thought. I, you know, I organised the picnic. I organised the picnic in London. I invited everyone. They all said that they could come. I bought lots of sandwiches. And then we went out into the park and it just rained. It rained all day. I'm so, so disappointed. Okay, there you go. Disappointed. Terrified means very scared. Terrified. So um, we walked... We strolled through the park together, hand in hand. She was beautiful. I gave her um, a glass of water, and suddenly, after she drank it, she, her head exploded and was replaced by the gruesome face of a monster. And then she um, decapitated uh, a squirrel and drank its blood. I was absolutely terrified. It just means really scared. Yeah. So, number four. Uh, the last time I felt a bit embarrassed. So, embarrassed. The last time I felt a bit embarrassed was just now when I said, well, when I did all of this podcast. Because, um, you know, I'm just saying some stupid stuff, trying to make it fun and funny. But uh, I think probably much of the time I just end up saying really embarrassing things and making a fool of myself. But, you know, I don't mind. I really don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do it if it's going to help you to learn English. Because essentially, I'm just trying to keep you listening and keep you engaged in this episode. So maybe, I don't know, maybe you're just thinking, I'm going to keep listening because I don't know what kind of embarrassing, stupid thing Luke is going to say next. So the last time I felt really embarrassed was, well, just a few moments ago. Yeah. Delighted just means really pleased. I was absolutely delighted. Yeah. So, for example... I sent my mum some flowers, because I'm nice like that. I sent my mum some flowers, and she sent me an email, and she said, thanks a lot for the flowers. I was absolutely delighted when they, when they arrived. Send your mum some flowers, okay? Especially on Mother's Day, it will make her happy. She'll be delighted. It's a good thing to do. Give flowers to people. They like it, especially women, okay? Good. Um, excited? fine you know what that means oh i can't wait i'm really excited i can't wait for christmas oh yeah <laughs> for example um exhausted oh man what a long day i am absolutely exhausted can i have a cup of tea please no okay well i'll just go to sleep i'm exhausted 
fascinated means very interested. I'm absolutely fascinated by I'm a, I'm absolutely fascinated by bird life. I think birds are fascinating. I love the way they fly. I like the way that um, they they have completely emotionless eyes. I think it's fascinating. I'm fascinated by birds. Mm -hmm. Okay, actually, I am quite interested in birds. I think they're quite interesting animals. I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to birds. I'm a bit of a bird geek. I'm a bird watcher. Some people think that's sad and weird and boring, but not me. Oh no, I'm fascinated by birds. Yes. Number 10. I wasn't counting before, but this is number 10. Uh, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked to discover that uh, the banking industry um, um, still is um, stealing money from taxpayers. I don't know, that's not true. I was shocked to, to discover that Silvio Berlusconi um, won the uh, election for a second time. How could people vote for this guy? Seriously. He's not a serious politician. He's, he's, like, a, he's like a clown gangster. He's like a gangster clown. Now, if you're, if you're a, an Italian and you voted for Berlusconi and you think he's great, well, you know, feel free to disagree with me. Leave a comment on the episode. Why is Berlusconi so great? Why did people vote for him so many times? When he's, for me, to my mind, he's like a kind of gangster clown. I don't mean to be offensive. I really don't. I don't mean to upset people. But, you know, he's, he's, he, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really like Berlusconi. But, you know, maybe I just need to be convinced that he's great. Mm. So feel free to convince me. By the way, if you don't know who I'm talking about, Silvio Berlusconi used to be the Italian Prime Minister and he was a bit of a dodgy geezer, if you know what I mean. Uh, a bit corrupt, a bit of a gangster, but also a bit of a clown because he would often make lots of jokes and they would, he, would, he would sort of try and make f do funny things. A bit like Luke's English podcast, but with more corruption. Uh, right, next is surprised. Surprised. So... Uh, I was really surprised when I checked my inbox and I noticed that someone had sent me a donation to Luke's English Podcast. I was very surprised to discover that um, I'd been sent a donation to Luke's English Podcast. Yeah, if you have sent me a donation, thanks a lot. And it is often, it's a very nice surprise. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, check my email, and I see an email. Someone has sent you a donation. Oh, brilliant. Great way to start the day. Um, right, now, let's move on to slightly more idiomatic expressions, shall we? Yeah, let's do that, Luke. Good idea. Now, we've just gone through some adjectives that you already knew, okay? But um, I'm going to now give you some more idiomatic expressions, which um, um, are very natural. The sort of things that um, I would say or my friends would say as an alternative to just using the standard um, ED adjectives. Okay. Now, if you're still listening to this after 50 minutes, well done, because you've just hit the, the real gold in this episode. You've just hit gold. You've just hit like, you know, if you're digging for gold, you're not. You're obviously, you're listening to a podcast, but let's imagine that you're looking for golden nuggets of English. Well, you've just hit gold here because um, in this bit, I'm going to teach you some really, really natural, really commonly used and in a sort of slightly informal and natural phrases that you can use as alternatives to the ED adjectives that I've just been talking about. Okay, so let's start with confused. So you might say, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. I was really confused. Like, for example, um, so I, uh, I, I, uh, it's a good example. Okay, I, I entered the wrong classroom. I thought I was going for a French lesson. I entered the wrong classroom. I sat down. Fifteen minutes in, I realised you know, I, I didn't understand anything because they were all speaking Italian. Honestly, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, what's going on? I thought, this is, I thought this was just a French class. I'm really confused. I don't know what's going on. So notice that in that phrase, we emphasise the word what. I didn't know what was going on. I was really confused. I couldn't get my head around it. I just couldn't get my head around it at all. So, for example, when I first arrived in Paris... I tried to use the metro, the public transport. I looked at the map. I just couldn't get my head around it at all. 
it was really confusing because the map is very complicated. If you've ever used the Paris Metro, the map is really difficult. I just couldn't get my head around it. I couldn't get my head around it. Couldn't understand it. It was very confusing. I just couldn't get my head around it. It really messed with my head, which means it really confused me. It really messed with my head. Okay, it really confused me. Uh, disappointed, you could say I was gutted. I was absolutely gutted, which is a sort of slang expression. British English means I was very disappointed. Gutted. Now, gutted literally means all of your guts have been removed. Okay, We've, it, this is sort of a bit more horror now. We've, mo we've moved away from the romance and we're back to the horror. I was gutted. So let's say, uh, okay, gutted. Your guts are all of your intestines, your organs in your sort of belly area. Those are your guts. And if, okay, like animals have guts, like a fish has guts. And before you eat a fish, you need to gut the fish. You need to remove all the guts, the intestines from the fish before you eat it. Otherwise, it's going to be a bit disgusting. So you could say, um, are those fish gutted? Yeah, they've been gutted. You can, you can start to prepare them now, right? So if a fish is gutted, it means all its guts have been removed. That's what it literally means. I was gutted means all my guts had been removed. But in, um, in fact, we use it to mean I was really, really disappointed. I was deeply disappointed. I was absolutely gutted when um, England lost the football game. I could not believe it. I, was, I felt really let down. I felt so let down. To be let down, to let someone down, is to disappoint someone. So if you feel let down, it means that someone has disappointed you or something has disappointed you. I felt really let down. I couldn't believe that the England team played so badly. I just felt really let down. In fact, the whole country felt let down by those players. Ugh, Wayne, Wayne Rooney. Um, anyway, next, I felt really dejected. De dejected. That means you feel really sad and disappointed and probably rejected as well. If you've been rejected, that means uh, people have like sort of said no to you. Maybe if you wanted to join a group of people and they said, no, go away, we don't want you to join us, you would feel rejected. But if you feel dejected, it's similar, but it just means that you're really disappointed by something. I felt really dejected or disappointed, depressed, rejected, sort of synonyms. Right, let's move on to terrified, which means very scared. You would say, I was absolutely petrified, which means I was so scared I couldn't move. I was absolutely petrified. I, okay, the next two expressions are quite rude and they involve swear words, okay? So I was so scared, I nearly shat myself, honestly. I, I almost shat myself. That means I nearly uh, did a poo in my pants. I nearly shat myself. That's because shat is the past form of shit. Shit, shat, shat. I nearly shat myself means I was really, really, really scared. So for example, I was walking down the street and suddenly, um, <laughs> I was walking down the street and suddenly a ghost appeared in front of me. I was so scared I nearly shat myself, honestly. It was really scary. Then I realised it was just my friend in a, in, a, in a ghost costume. But, fucking hell, it was really scary. I swear, I nearly shat myself. That's a golden expression, ladies and gentlemen. It's very rude, because it's a swear word, but it's very common. Honestly, that people, people say that all the time. Um, you know, you would say something like, I was, um, I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard like a sound of breaking glass in, in my, um, in my living room. I nearly shat myself. It sounded like a, sounded like a robber. Yeah. Uh, another one is, I was shit scared. I was absolutely shit scared. Very rude. Okay. Don't use that in front of the queen. Um, <laughs> not that you're going to meet the queen. But you know what I mean. I was shit scared. It means I was really, really scared. I was absolutely shit scared. I was walking through along the street. It was total darkness. I was walking through the street in the countryside and it was completely dark. I turned round and I saw a man in the distance following me. Honestly, I was, I was shit scared. I ran all the way home. Yep. Next is embarrassed. Embarrassed. 
So I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. Um, I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. So, for example, when my trousers fell down during the wedding ceremony, I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. So that means you wanted the, uh, the ground to open and just to eat you so that you could just disappear and escape the embarrassment. I just wanted the ground to swallow me, me up. I was so embarrassed. I felt like such an idiot. I felt like such an idiot. I can't believe I said it. When I, ma I made a joke in my best man's speech and no one laughed. I just felt like such an idiot, honestly. Um, delighted means really pleased. I was so chuffed. Chuffed is a slang English word. It means very pleased. It's not particularly rude. Not rude, but it is slang. I was chuffed. I was chuffed to bits. I was chuffed to bits when I won the lottery. <laughs> it's an understatement. I was chuffed to bits means I was really pleased. I was chuffed to bits to get your letter. It was great to hear from you. I was over the moon. Like my parents were over the moon when I told them that I was getting married. Oh, and my, my, my parents were over the moon when I told them that uh, my, my wife was going to have a baby. Oh, that's fantastic news, Luke. Congratulations. Well done. You're, you know, um, you managed to do it. Well done. You got her pregnant. Um, congratulations. It still works. Yeah. Um, right. So keep going, Luke. Keep going. It felt amazing. I was so pleased. When I passed the exam, I was so chuffed. It felt amazing. It felt amazing. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. It was brilliant. Um, interested. Interested. Um, another one was, I was riveted. Um, that book was so interesting. I was riveted. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't put that book down. It was absolutely riveting. I was riveted. <coughs> I was riveted to the TV last night. I watched a documentary about birds. It was absolutely riveting. Sounds a bit boring to me, Luke. But no, I was riveted. R-I-V-E-T-E-D. This means that you were like literally attached to the TV by rivets, by metal pins, because that's how interesting it was. I was riveted to the, that documentary about birds last night. It was absolutely fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating. Okay, I was on the edge of my seat throughout the whole film. I was on the edge of my seat. If you're on the edge of the seat, on the edge of your seat, it means um, like the movie that you're watching is really dramatic and really interesting. I was on the edge of my seat throughout the whole film. It was amazing. Um, I don't know which film that would be. I don't know. At the end of Iron Man 3, the, the, the fight at the end of Iron Man 3 was so exciting. I was on the edge of my seat. Not really true. I, I watched Iron Man 3. I thought the, the bit at the end, the end scene, w was a bit disappointing, actually. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, was, I felt a bit let down by uh, Iron Man 3. It wasn't, it wasn't as good as I thought. Why, Luke? Why were you disappointed by Iron Man 3? Well, the fight scene at the end was disappointing because it was just lots of computer graphics, just lots of computer-generated robots or robots hitting each other. Um, and it was too dark. I couldn't really see what was happening. I wanted to be able to see all of the Iron Man suits really clearly, but it was too dark. I couldn't see properly. And I was watching it in 3D. 3D is just not clear enough, 3D. It feels like I'm kind of peering into a dark tunnel when I'm watching some movies in 3D. I prefer 2D, and I want, I want to be able to see everything that's happening, and I want to be able to see Iron Man's suits operating properly. I don't want to just see some some dark 2D um, fight scene. Yes. Okay, that was a tangent about Iron Man, which generally is a good film, but the ending was uh, a bit disappointing. Except I liked the bit uh, with, um, what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she's hot. And she's very hot at the end of that film. If you've seen the film, then you'll know what I'm talking about. She's really hot in that film, at the end in particular. Smoking. Um, okay, that was slightly embarrassing. I can't believe I just said smoking like that. What, what is this? 1995. No one says that anymore, Luke. Okay, I'm slightly embarrassed now. I just want the ground to swallow me up. I feel like an idiot. Okay, let's move on. 
Excited. Are you excited about going bowling tomorrow, Luke? Yeah, I'm well up for it. I'm well up for it. I'm well up for it. It means I'm really enthusiastic and excited about it. Yeah, I'm well up for it. Come on, let's go bowling. Mm. To be honest, I don't really get excited about bowling anymore. I did when I was 12. Oh yeah, bowling. Yeah, I'm well up for it. Come on, let's go bowling. Not so much anymore. I'm like, bowling, really? Do I have to move? Do I have to do anything? Can't I just sit here and just drink beer? No? Okay. Okay. Then. Um, another one for I'm excited is I'm stoked. I'm really stoked. Which makes you sound like a cool kind of skateboarder or something. Yeah, I'm really stoked about the new Iron Man movie. I'm really excited about it. I'm totally stoked. S-T-O-K-E-D. Or I'm buzzing, man. I'm totally buzzing, yeah? I can't wait to drive my new Ferrari. I'm just totally buzzing. And buzzing means I'm really excited. I'm buzzing. Um, next is um, exhausted. Oh, I'm absolutely knackered today. I'm just knackered. Knackered means exhausted. Lit knackered literally means when uh, a horse is too old that uh, you can't use it anymore. The horse is knackered because it, 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 it's taken to the knacker's yard, which is a place where they kill horses. It's sad, isn't it? Isn't it sad? The knacker's yard is where old horses go to die. And now we use the word knackered just to mean very tired. I'm absolutely knackered. Yeah, but it's very common. People in Britain use that expression all the time. All right, mate. All right, mate. How are you doing? Oh, I'm absolutely knackered. Can't wait to go home. Yeah, I'm shattered. Shattered is another word to mean exhausted. I'm absolutely shattered. I'm going to go straight to bed. I just want to go home and crash out. To crash out means to like, just sort of like lie down on the sofa or lie down in bed and just like fall asleep or relax. I'm just going to go home and crash out. Okay, right. I think I've I've taught some of you. I've taught some of these expressions to you before. In which case, this is like a vocabulary review, perhaps. Um, a good way to remember some stuff that you might have forgotten. Um, right, just a couple more. Shocked. I was shocked. It was like a slap in the face. When I uh, failed the exam, it was like a slap in the face. Yeah, I was totally shocked. It was like a slap in the face. Next, I was stunned. I was stunned. It, it's like I, I couldn't move. Oh, oh. I was absolutely stunned. What? You mean Alex Ferguson has retired? What? Oh. Well, yeah, it's not that surprising that Alex Ferguson retired. He was 71 years old. Yeah, like um, uh, when, when I heard that Angelina Jolie had had a double mastectomy, I was stunned. What, really? Um, yes. I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't believe my eyes. What? Really? You know, when I, when I saw uh, the 9-11 attack on TV, when I saw the World Trade Center burning and collapsing, when I saw the aeroplane crashing into the World Trade Center, I couldn't believe my eyes. Like, what on earth? What? I was stunned. I couldn't believe it. It was like a slap in the face. I was so surprised, I jumped out of my skin. Yeah. Right. That's it for this episode. Oh, I've just got one final point, one more piece of gold for you, ladies and gentlemen. And that is just something about the word nervous. Nervous doesn't mean angry or annoyed, okay? Now, I'm saying this because students always seem to get that wrong. They always seem to think that nervous means annoyed or angry or frustrated. It doesn't. Nervous means stressed or scared. Like, like before something... Um, before you go to the dentist or before you have to uh, speak in public, you would feel very nervous, okay? But if someone is playing loud music or clicking a pen or like, you know, clicking a mouse in a very annoying way, then that makes you feel annoyed or maybe even angry. It doesn't make you nervous, okay? Don't get that wrong. I say that because I, uh, lots of times students have... Uh, mistaken nervous for annoyed I just remember one particular time I was pretending to be annoyed with my students you know I was going look don't try and cheat in this exam okay if you try and cheat then I will 
I will deduct points from your test, all right? You know, I was pretending to be uh, annoyed and angry. And one of the students said, ah, Luke is nervous. And I thought, no, 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 I'm not nervous. No, you should be nervous. I'm not nervous, I'm annoyed. Yeah. Right, so on that uh, slightly aggressive note, I think I'm going to... Um, we're going to finish this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. I hope that you've uh, found this all interesting um, and uh, useful and uh, maybe even entertaining, uh, I wonder. Maybe you, you're convinced now that I'm mentally ill. Um, I shouldn't act, actually, I shouldn't make jokes about being mentally ill because I'm not. And in fact, um, some people in the world are mentally ill and it's kind of a serious thing. So, you know, Let's not joke about that. Um, yeah. Now you're probably thinking, Luke, are you joking now? Are you being serious? I can't tell. Well, no, I'm being serious. It's not really fair to joke about mental illness. But people do it sometimes, but they shouldn't. But they do, but they shouldn't. Okay? It's like that. It's a complicated world. Anyway, um, I'm now going to go home and crash out. Thanks very much for listening to Luke's English Podcast. Uh, feel free to leave me a donation if you think that what I'm doing is um, you know is worth it which you should you should think it's worth it because god damn it it is worth it i put a lot of time and effort into this and if you're if you've got any sense then you'll realize that uh, paying attention to these episodes and listening to them carefully and using them uh, you know repeating after you after me and uh, just remembering stuff that i tell you is a great way to improve your english you probably should know that um, so you should value what I'm doing and uh, you should uh, send me a donation. Um, I don't get many donations. <laughs> I really don't. I'm begging you now, aren't I? I don't get many donations, mister. Honestly, I only need a few pounds just to, just to make ends meet. Um, right, that's the end of the, the episode. Thank you very much for listening to Luke's English Podcast. I am now speaking in rather a posh voice for no reason at all. Only because, well, perhaps it's an appropriate way to end this episode of this broadcast. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, stay in touch, leave your comments, send a donation, uh, like my page on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and, uh, and that's about it. Jolly, have a jolly nice day and a splendid evening. Uh, that's it from me. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com.